Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 25 of Happy Hour with Ryan. Uh, big shout out to our veterans today. Happy Veterans Day to all the women that serve in the military. So much to get to today. Before I bring on the guest for this week, Walt Kelly from the NWA. Um, we did the podcast Saturday um, about a little less than two hours after uh, what supposedly is going to be um, maybe our new president. We don't know yet. Um, right for right now, new president elect Biden is in. But uh, we'll see in the next couple months uh, how all that goes. Uh, lots to get to here today. So uh, Saturday was very historic moment. Uh, we were awaiting the decision to see who's going to be president. Um, we waited about five days. Um, a, a little shocking, a little surprised. Um, didn't know which way it was going to go. Uh, be honest, uh, I think, and it was so funny seeing the memes this past week. Uh, I mean, as people were having fun with it. Uh, I think of anything, there's been a lot of seriousness uh, with the election and whatnot. So around eleven ish that morning, I get on my Facebook and Holly Hood, who was on the podcast a month or so ago, who owns JK's Barbecue. I looked and I was working a little bit Saturday and I saw, I happened to look on my news feed, refreshed it, and uh, she said Biden had won. So I turned on the news and I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's crazy. Because I, I was thinking at least we wouldn't find out for maybe a week. Uh, but I have to say, it seemed like a burden had been lifted somewhat off, you know, the shoulders of so many people. And I'm going to play a clip from uh, Van Jones uh, just to kind of get your idea of uh, what many black Americans, uh, especially um, uh, I'm sure both men and women, but 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 definitely uh, kind of get a perspective there. Just trying to hold it together. 
And this is a big deal for us just to be able to get some peace and and, and, and have a chance for, for, for a reset. And, and the character of the country matters. And, 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 and being a good man matters. I, you know, I just want my sons to, to look at this. Look at this. You know, it's easy to, to, to do it the, the cheap way and, 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 and get away with stuff. But it comes back around. It comes back around. And it's a good day for this country. I, I'm sorry for the people who lost. Uh, for them, it's not a good day. But for a whole lot of people, it's a good day. Wow. Um, I mean, you hear it right there. Um, my wife worries about me. And I have friends who are in interracial marriages who are worried about if their spouse is not going to make it home or not. Think about that, people. No matter who you voted for, think about that. Because there's so much hate and racism going on in this country. And I'll address who I want to call out today. And I usually don't use this platform to just call out people. But it's just, you know... You know, it it is, you know, to take a breather, take a, 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 a extra breath and like, oh, wow. OK, I don't have to worry about hopefully this anymore. Uh, but yet there's so much still that we have to fight for. And we have to back each other up no matter what's happened in the past. We have to back each other up going forward. Um. I am proud of the progress we have made as a country, but again, work has to be done. And, but what I'm most proud of for the first time ever, a woman of color to be elected VP uh, for the United States for the next four years is something. To see, you know, little girls know that, okay, I can maybe do that one day expire to be something um you know to just just shatter the glass ceiling like that and and and, and there's been revolutionary periods in time where you know you know people have have crossed barriers and made a difference and and, and I just feel like just tremendously that was done over the weekend <clears throat> this country can get back to what it's really need to be doing is being unified um you know, we've dealt with racism so much. You know, it, it's 2020. I, I was speaking to my brother Richard. We were talking yesterday, and he's, you know, he was saying we need love, and that's true. You know, it, it shouldn't be so much divisiveness. And again, hey, do what you, you know, find some kind of way to reach out and help your community. Um, I try to do my best with this of uh, find something, whatever it is, and help people. Just don't be walking over people. Uh, we're supposed to help people in life. Um, trying to think. Oh, man. Um, you know, just kind of looking back um, with President Trump. And, and I was even thinking, you know, when he got elected four years ago. And I was thinking, OK, well. You know, listen, different anchors and <clears throat> even uh, sports newscasters were saying, hey, we got to give him a chance. He won. You know, that's all we can do. You know, pray for our leaders and, and you know, give him a shot. And I think the administration did do some good things. Um, 
I think some things failed um, as well. We just continued to ride the wave and, and, and until we could get to a better tomorrow. I think that was the big thing, basically. Saturday was a huge turning point. Um, we saw a lot of people together and happy, and that was the main thing. Um, in the midst of probably going to be probably the biggest pandemic in our lifetime ever, uh, that we came together and they showed so many cities, Philly, DC, ATL, Chi-Town, LA, all types of people, different races, different backgrounds. I guarantee you that is what America needs. You know, they were interviewing this interracial couple who, uh, had brought their daughters out and they, you know, they were biracial, um, you know, half Indian and half Caucasian and just, you know, and, and they were real little, but, you know, they're going to look back, you know, some odd years down the road and be like, wow, I was a part of this. You know, I know I knew where I was when this happened, um, you know, November 2020. Um, and I mean, <laughs> parties going on in the streets for 10 hours. But here's the thing. Nobody can lie and say there were no riots, people tearing up anything. Um, and, and it may be still some people say, oh, they were destroying buildings and, and nothing went on. People were just celebrating something good. Of all the things we've been through this year, you know, something that we could all really just come together. Okay, <clears throat> time to hit the reset button and move forward. Then, as usual, Facebook, you know, of course, <clears throat> people pushing the narrative like I was just stating and just people getting into it. And I've, I've said it before. You know, I, you know, and I say this a little bit loosely, but, you know, Facebook, it, it was better back in the day because when they got greedy and all these things started opening up. Yeah. You know, businesses can advertise and things like that, but it's just seemed like it's become a hate site. You know, people per, posting just all kinds of stuff. So a classmate of mine, um, his mom had commented on my post saying, well, you know, gas is going to go up $4 a gallon, you know, higher taxes, you know, basically get that free money, you know, sit in your car, puffing cigarettes and doing drugs. And I kind of took that, you know, hey, um, you know, targeting, saying, you know, and I don't even do, <laughs> you know, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't do drugs or anything like that. And then also said, you know, having one baby after another, just because she sees that in her job post. And I said, hey, um, you know, I don't do any of that stuff, um, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we're, we're speaking too soon. We don't even really know. But a friend of mine, and I appreciate it, uh, Mr. DeMond Dickerson had posted on there. He said, hey, we live, we live in a world where people are so concerned with others and worry about uh, other things. And you just worry about yourself. Don't worry about anybody else. Worry about yourself. Um, and I say this all the time. I wouldn't have so much time in the day to like worry about other things. You know, I personally myself have got, you know, things in my life. I don't need to worry about and I don't have the time to worry about somebody else. So people just need to get a grip and just, I mean, stay in your lane, stay in your own lane. Um, and, and that's how we are as a society. Uh, we just worry about what another person does and don't take care of ourselves. So that's, 
you know, my opinion on that. So I do want to address this. Uh, and I was saying this earlier, uh, several minutes ago, the beginning of this uh, hype show. Jared McCormick, who a guy I've known for 16, almost 17 years, who I crossed over into the gates of Sigma Nu Fraternity, UALR. Many of you don't know this, but I was the first black American to do so. In the last several months, we've kind of been at odds, um, different political viewpoints, which you are going to have that with some people, not denying that. You know, things going on before the election and, you know, the lives of people like Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and, and the list goes on. So a lot of times, you know, we would do voice texts on Facebook Messenger. He would find some kind of way to say, oh, um, he did this. Uh, he almost kind of deserved what he got. Or this person uh, was affiliated with bad company. And then, you know what I said? You know, what if it was me? And I didn't do a thing. Or maybe if I did, you know, whatever. You know, do I deserve to get my life taken like that at the expense of someone else? You know what I'm talking about. So then he said, yeah, uh, I would be out there because I asked, hey, would you be out there protesting and everything uh, with my friends and family? He said, yeah. Well, then another shooting occurred and more was happening. And it got to the point where we were going back and forth over Facebook Messenger about the protests and everything else. <clears throat> then, right before a debate, and not even initiating anything from my end, he said, well, there goes your new president. And I think it might have been Kamala and Mike Pence's debate. And you know what I said? You know, there's, there's a lot of people not happy with you right now. And he said, I don't care. And then goes on and has the audacity to say, you better wear orange. You're going to be hunted. And you know what? That really that really angered me a lot. Um, you just don't threaten somebody's livelihood like that. And you know, somebody told me a while back that, you know, that you know personally, also as a brother to you, and grew up in the same town, said that you were really dirty. And I don't see it or I didn't see it then, but I see it now. And I'll go on record saying, no, you are a horrible person for saying that. And, um, for even speaking that into existence, I'm disappointed in you. And right now I've washed my hands clean of our friendship. And I know people saying Saturday, don't let this, you know, election, um, deter your friendship from each other but you know what you know you owe me apology and I'll kind of leave it at that you know better and for you to acknowledge that you know I went through certain things pledging this fraternity being the first black American but not acknowledging this going out here is sad and I even had a friend of mine Cisco many of you know who thought wow he even approached me Halloween he was just like wow he said you got into a Jared and I said yeah and I told him what was going on and he was just like wow he said I thought he was actually one of the cool ones and 
it's just it's just unreal and and back to kind of what van jones was saying and i was thinking about this so many people were getting ridiculed and bullied and threatened i mean it was almost like hey if you didn't vote for this guy uh they got water thrown on them just it's just ridiculous and that's what the world has come to so again hit the reset button and let's go and let's go back to be who we are as a nation we all know what we can be we just have to enact on it so i think one of the biggest um things we have to tackle in course uh everybody's been talking about is covid19 um hopefully um and they're talking about vaccine. Pfizer's been talking about it's about 90% effective. Um, it, hopefully, it's a major issue we can tackle and get rid of and get back to some normalcy, which I don't think, I think it's going to be a while before we get back to anything normal. Um, honestly, in my opinion, I think it may be June, um, you know, possibly later. There's no telling. Um, healthcare is another one we got to tackle. And I know people have different opinions on Obamacare, but, you know, it saved a lot of people's life and including my wife. And it's just one of those things, you know, people have knee jerk reactions to and, you know, say, well, you know, I'm going to have to pay so much money per month. And I was thinking, yeah, you have family members. If you have dependents, you know, you're going to add on to your plan. You know, I was fortunate at the time. It was just me I was paying for. But. Y'all can imagine. I, I can see both sides. But people have to think in the long term, hey, that could have saved somebody's grandpa or somebody's dad or somebody's sister, somebody's mother. You know, you have to think about that. But again, we're too quick to think selfishly. So we have to get out of that mindset. And we're putting people in power to do these things for us, local uh, you know, senators. Um, hopefully they get some things done. And something Biden did say Saturday that I did like is, you know, and I was just attesting to this, you know, we have to work together, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, progressive, moderates, rich, poor, gay, straight, whoever needs to bring the fight to tackle issues in America. That's what's going to make America great. We have the real chance. We have a real chance right now to turn the page, and I believe we will. Which brings me to our guest for this week, Walt Kelly, uh, someone who is working with the uh, with people of color uh, and using his voice to bring awareness. Um, and I think it's really awesome. Um, and I, I kind of through Facebook met Walt and uh, see his post. Um, he was a senior campaign manager for Derek Van Vos, who was on um, a about a month or so ago as well. And uh, he's been ridiculed in Springdale area. Um, you know, his son is asking all these things that are happening. And, you know, I'm thinking politics is such a, a dirty game and people will bring out anything and everything to bring you down. But my podcast with Derek Van Vos, and you can go back and listen to it. You know, he was very positive, uh, you know, not any doubt. You know, um, you, you could you could tell he had he had, uh, you know, godlike armor, just the way he was, you know, elaborating on different things. So uh, he's going to come on to talk Walt Kelly, uh, knowledge, real issues that are out there going on 
and uh, what's to come next and, and how we can tackle these things. So up next on Happy Hour with Ryan is Walt Kelly. Walt. Mr. Ryan White, how are you, sir? Bro- brother, 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 historical moment. Um, God I, goodness. I, hey, I was kind of going to stick to a script, man. We just may be going all over the place today. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I roll anyway. There's a lot all over the place uh, thoughts happening in my brain and a, and a lot of other people's, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but man. I, she man yeah. got a moment going on here, and it's um, you know, history got us here, and yeah. wow, let's talk about it because um, I kind of feel like history's got us to a point to where we've been significantly silenced for a while due to these mm-hmm. circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people. I mean, I. I'm looked to not only um, do people want to know what I have to say or people um, I'm, I'm humbled and, and embarrassed to say that people look to me for their marching orders, but mm-hmm. it's, um, it's all been about 45. I guess I can say his name now, Donald yep. J. Trump. It's yeah. about him. And, yeah. I can't help but think to the day, you know, uh, we went through the primaries there to get what I believed uh, a flawed system that we have, a, a system that brought us Donald J. Trump um, to pick the one person who's going to run against him. And as that person's picking his vice president and I, uh, I was uh, not rooting for uh, Kamala Harris. Um, I was not rooting for Joe Biden to be in the position he was, but um, he announced it, and I can't ignore the fact of how dangerous of a situation our state, country, and world was in. Yeah, man. So, um, wow. I do want to come back to what we were talking about. So kind of tell us a little bit, man. So you're actually, are you uh, Derek Van Vos's campaign manager or kind of tell us what your job description description (laughs) title is actually. Wow. That's a, that's a big one right there. I (laughs) guess I'm um, due to the circumstances of the world. Um, I found myself like a lot of us trying to find an identity, maybe uh, trying to do things like you're doing here and be a conversation starter or adder or ender um, and and figure out what we're going to do. I was working at um, a law firm running things when the pandemic hit and, you know, they had to pretty much shut the justice system down. Um, like everything else. And, um, we were, I was way involved with the movement before the recent movement, but still the same movement that we keep finding ourselves back in from, uh, the beginning of the country. Um, 
back in 2014 to 15 to 16, Michael Brown up in Ferguson, Missouri, revamped up the movement that was part of the organization at that point that was started by Trayvon Martin's murder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, we got quieted down after Ferguson and Michael Brown and Philando Castile happened up in Minneapolis. Yeah. Baton Rouge happened in Baton Rouge and Dallas, whenever the cops started getting killed, mm-hmm. they silenced us. And like uh, Dave Chappelle said in that 846, mm-hmm. um, Kobe might have saved the country or the world by, by putting up 60 that night and getting mm. the conversation off. But the organization then turned into a call to action then turned into uh, kind of a brewing movement, but uh, it was pretty much dampened out. And with this pandemic, we're sitting around and I get on my Facebook feed and Mm -hmm. was uh, become through political circles, become friends with a lot of people in Georgia. And um, I lived in Georgia and I've been involved in politics pretty much all my life and have a lot of political friends there. And mm-hmm. ended up getting connected with Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms of Atlanta and talking with her people and just pretty much as throughout my life, I find myself with the black people and yeah. on my mm-hmm. feet, things are popping up and a, and a meme came up about it's been two months now and Ahmaud Arbery was murdered and mm-hmm. nobody has even a a misdemeanor um, disturbing the peace charge against them. But um, I was like a mod Arbery. I I Googled it and I started reading stories. Um, Mm -hmm. Might've been her assistant was my original connection, but through her assistant, you know, I made so many other friends and through other political battles, I was working in national politics. I don't know. I just know it was a black person that put it up. Yeah. I read the Fox News media report. I read the AP. I read the Reuters and talked about it. Basically, I plagiarized. And pretty much I would call it plagiarized. I made it a little bit more colorful. I got the what I could gather as the facts of the story and where we were and the, the basic inaction. And I understood that definition of what was going on as a lynching. A lynching. Mm -hmm. You know, we think about ropes, at least white people do. Um, it's, I would I would think a different reality of enlightenment by uh, victims of that. Uh, black people understand that it's getting away with murdering someone. Um, I think historic historic references are ne- necessary. And I think in this historical moment, we've got to talk about history and how we got here and, and, yep. and bring up Emmett Till is a story mm-hmm. of, a, of a young black kid that was just death and his mom left his body out at his funeral to show people what a lynching is mm-hmm. a kid that was murdered and they got away with it. Nobody, nobody uh, had to pay the consequences for justice there. And Ahmaud Arbery, so I, I basically summarized for the world just because I was I was baffled and miffed that said 
okay, two months ago, this kid's out jogging. This young man is out jogging, and a couple of good old boys in Georgia said, son, get your gun. Let's get in our pickup truck. And and then I think I added some colorful language, like they hunted him down like a feral hog. Wow. Mm-hmm. And um, little things like that, I don't know. I put his picture, which I think would be appropriate right now, of him tipping his his baseball polo hat, uh, kind of a black and white picture of a Mod Arbery. And little did I know that my little post, what would happen, but it spread yes. like wildfire. Mm-hmm. And it, it was going viral while the country and world was going viral with the virus. And I didn't quite know how to hear or feel about it because then every, everything I post was under a microscope and people were looking to me and I'm doing interviews on all black radio stations and stuff. And I'm a white man and <laughs> I didn't understand it. And some of the interviews I would do were to roast me and try to get it. And then they would hear um, that I was okay with all that. And if I was black, I'd be even more pissed. Um, mm-hmm. right. and, and I got on one interview and they started out with, all right, well, we thought you were going to sound like um, a white boy trying to be black, but you sound like a cracker. All right. Uh, so you're not trying to be pretty. Something you're not. Um, and I was like, uh, well, do you have any questions beyond here to, to make your commentary on me? And they said, oh, we got a lot of questions. And, boy, these guys had done their research. They were questioning my votes or who I worked for, who I helped get elected, who I failed to get elected and everything. They said, so are you a Malcolm X guy or a Martin Luther King Jr. guy? And I said, wow. So yeah. I'm getting death threats and uh, criticism and love from all sorts of different ways. You're trying to get black people to hate me now. I said, <laughs> um, but I'm going to answer your question. They said, whoa, not many people want to answer that question. And I said, well, I said, um, I'm going to give Malcolm X a nod uh, mm-hmm. because I share a birthday with him. And I'm real proud of that, that we were mm-hmm. born on the same day. As a kid, I looked at my birthday day to see what famous people had the same birthday. And I can't even tell you who else does because I saw Malcolm X, and that meant a lot to me. As a- Man, I kind of want to get into your uh, background. Um, so where are you from? I am from um, – I want and, and I can hear you, so I just have to uh, try real hard. Will you shut that door, Cooper? Um, let me give you a quick uh, little spill of that. Cause, uh, sure. It, it, it says a lot about who I am. I was born in Louisville, Mississippi. And when I was okay. six months old, uh, due to uh, a rough environment there, we had a cross burn in our yard from the KKK and Oh my my mom helped found Head Start with James Meredith's sister. You know, James Meredith was the first black to integrate Old Miss. And needless to say, okay. I guess threats to her newborn baby and me and 
we're gonna kill your nigger loving ass which uh white oh, man wow. I, it's hard for me to that moment if you couldn't hear the labor of trying to say nigger um yeah. it is a laboring yeah. for yeah. me and i used to not say it at all but um yeah uh keeping it real uh i think the significance of hearing yeah. a white man say that is real um yeah regardless six months old we moved to new orleans louisiana when I was five, we left New Orleans, moved to Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, lived there till I was about 10, then moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Um, actually in, in the white suburbs of uh, Horn Lake, Mississippi and South Haven. When mm -hmm. I was 12, moved to Little Rock, Arkansas, where, where okay. I lived um, a block and a half from Central High School on West mm -hmm. 17th Street. And I was the only... We were the only white family within miles. Um, mm -hmm. But that's throughout my life, I guess, as I look back. It seems to be where I find myself fitting in. Um, you know, sometimes uh, skin folk ain't necessarily kin folk. And uh, it works go. for me in, in the opposite way there that uh, the struggle is. But, uh, then I, I had a year in Charleston, West Virginia, and I, I was a music mm -hmm. geek. And then uh, from there, I ended up coming back to Little Rock. Uh, I went to Parkview High. And um, okay. Okay. then uh, I got a music scholarship, ended up in the whitest state in America, the University of Utah, um, <laughs> and transferred from Utah to the U of A in Fayetteville when I was around 21 years old and mm -hmm. it's been, I guess about 26 years and I haven't left Fayetteville. Man, you, so you've lived all over the side, right. uh, from, from, you know, you said Mississippi, New Orleans, Arkansas, Georgia. I mean, you've been, yeah, Georgia, man, you've been all over. So you got, I mean, you just hitting all different places. And then Utah, how was it living in Utah? Because, uh, you know, uh, they're more conservative. Yeah. Uh, they they think, the Mormon yeah. state. Um, well, it was an interesting time. And, and here we come back to history again. Uh, it was right during, uh, while Bill Clinton was being nominated president. And it was okay. one of the only states that they took. So I don't want to sound like a big wig, but I started to head up a grassroots effort and became head of the state for Bill Clinton for president. And, uh -huh. um, I was out there and being in Utah and I, I, I guess I've, I've always had a lot of friends and, and, mm -hmm. and people would kind of joke around about my accent and I really whitened my accent because I heard myself mm -hmm. on an answering machine and I was so ashamed, <laughs> and I just thought I sounded so ignorant. And then with the popularity of Bill Clinton and him being, mm -hmm. you know, kind of a sunglass wearing on Arsenio Hall playing the saxophone, it became <laughs> hip. Yeah. And I quit running yeah. from my southernness and embraced it and embraced who I was. And uh mm -hmm. you know, started trying to get it back because I found out it helped me get the girls. And um, uh, I was I was the Clinton connection, and I, I was cool. Now at this point in my life, I'm not so 
proud of uh, necessarily uh, being a part of the presidency that brought us the crime bill with help from Senator Joseph mm -hmm. Biden. But uh, mm -hmm. that's where I was in my journey. And it's part of the story, I guess. But I mean, if if you were if if you run into a black person in Utah during those days, they probably played for the Utah Jazz. And and sure enough, straight out of Arkansas, northern Louisiana, people call it differently, but Carl Malone, the mailman, saw him at a grocery mm -hmm. store out there and was one of the first black people I'd seen in a while. You know? Wow. So mm -hmm. um it was interesting. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton actually came in uh, third place in that state. Third, not even one or two. Uh, Ross Perot, of course, was running in that election. Sure and was, Clinton yeah. mm -hmm. ended up coming in fourth in Provo. That's where BYU is. And mm -hmm. we were beaten by a guy whose bumper sticker said, Guns, Groceries, and God. Bo Grites, uh, check your, your Google machine or your history, uh, was a, a part of the Ruby Ridge scene. His vice president uh, on that ticket was David Duke, who, of course, was okay. a former Grand Wizard of the KKK. So that's kind of how, I don't know if you call it backwards or, 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 or a real reflection of, of, of where we are and what we are, but... Uh, it, it was a different place out there. And and I eventually yeah. used my white privilege to get the hell out of there. I couldn't uh, stand being a minority. And uh, the salacious things they would say about me, which is making me immediately think about the Van Vos campaign that you, you brought up. Um, yeah. I, I got away from it and, and came to where more people were like me. Of course, even Fayetteville, Arkansas, what they call the the liberal spot in Arkansas, went 55-45 with Trump on top this year. Because mm. the neoliberals and whatnot, whatever the scenarios happen, it's got so expensive to live. You know, you're paying half a million dollars for a 1,300-square-foot house in Fayetteville. You know, the wealthy money people are, are coming in to be a part of it. And um, it's it's not real necessarily real progressive. You know, we, I don't know what y'all hear down there in Little Rock, but uh, the Fraternal Order of Police started mm -hmm. a, a campaign of misinformation, which seems to be the, the story of our day that we voted to defund the police. And, and in that yeah. city council meeting, that was about, first of all, let me tell you the Fayetteville is. The city budget, 60%, six zero, goes to the police department. But uh -huh. that's not included the $37 million that they're doing to build a new police station right now. That's not including what comes up in the city council, DTF grants, SRO grants, school resource officers. And that was the vote they had. But part of my group, I was silent. This group was led by black women and our mm -hmm. purpose in the group was to lift and elevate voices of persons of color. And we had an organized successful campaign for that city council meeting and the city council 
voted to not grant the SRO officers to adding two more cops to the junior highs in Fayetteville, the two junior high schools. And that didn't affect any of their budget. They just didn't accept more because the police have always got more at these meetings. Well, that no vote was the first time in 20 years, 20 years since the year 2000, the police have been turned down on extra money. It's like an open checkbook. And they said no. Yeah. And the brushback was so hard that the next week, one vote shy of a unanimous vote, they doubled up on the drug task force money, which disproportionately affects minorities and silence persons of color voices. Uh, the mayor loudly, that, that, that really liberal mayor loudly interrupted a person of color's voice by saying our police department does not target persons of color and and they're progressive mm. and then uh the young man whose name was fernando um a brown person said well actually mayor mm -hmm. your own statistics you know point to something different he pointed out the fact of many statistics i'll throw one at you uh 55 of young people arrest for marijuana crimes that they were jailed for were were uh, for black people well so uh mm -hmm. that seems about even doesn't it well it doesn't sound mm -hmm. even when you say 7.7 percent of the population is black here and um i hang out with white boys and black boys and they spoke about the same amount of marijuana um i yeah. dare say mm -hmm. White people might have black people on that. I don't know for sure because it's hard to get a statistic on that. Mm -hmm. But obviously, something's wrong. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I just want to insert, and I'll, I'll let you finish there. You, you know, it seems like the narrative is always pushed to be negative against the black <laughs> yeah. race, if you get what I mean. Like you were saying, seven point seven percent. You know, and I even know that. I don't. I don't know that. I didn't know that number, but I know even myself that Fayetteville is majority uh, white and Hispanic. Yeah, know, they live there. You know, that that area. Oh, I'll say. I'll say that in that vicinity. Yeah, Springdale uh, more so with uh, uh, Latinx yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, something's not adding up right. So again. It just is push, pushing that against, yeah, another race, which is not, it's something's not adding up, math's not adding yeah, up. Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, always the black people's fault. And, uh, up here in exactly. Fayetteville, yeah, uh, the progressive hubbub of Arkansas, uh, you know, uh, a, a term that, that's thrown around a lot is neoliberal. And, and people ask yeah. what that means. I've, I've kind of, twisted the term up here in Fayetteville to make it Fayetteville specific and I call it latte liberal and um, <laughs> yeah. uh, a, a hardcore black brother came down from Chicago he's a what's in it for the black people mm -hmm. movement and uh, head mm -hmm. of some Black Lives Matter chapters and whatnot. And I was explaining to him he goes now what is this latte liberal what is a neoliberal 
I said, you know the type. <laughs> yeah. I said, they've got a Black Lives Matter bracelet on, and that's as far as they'll go. You know? Hey, but they support Black Lives, and we're for equality, but, you know, well, how much mm. do you support Black Lives? You know? Um, it's, uh, I, we don't have to, we, we can get away from race and, and, and bring up, you know, even, even feminist and sexism and uh, we'll yeah. wear we'll wear feminism and believe women in the Me Too movement until the allegations are against Joe Biden, where we were all silenced. And uh, mm -hmm. well, that woman we're not necessarily going to believe, but you know, Kavanaugh brought up by Trump, we're going to be loud about. So the mm -hmm. the white people, it it, it yeah. seems will. Will join the movements and be for equality. I mean, if if, if you polled America and said, "Are you for equality?" and ninety to ninety-five percent mm -hmm. of people would say yes, but then when you look at the numbers deeper, and they'll talk about mm -hmm. people kneeling and stuff, and those people are wrong. Mm -hmm. it, yep. they're not yep. really necessarily for equality. Um, exactly. And, and I had heard here at the buzz here in Little Rock, uh, just kind of uh, add to this. And there was a guy that it called in and you could just tell. So and this was right around Kaepernick, uh, right around he was kneeling. I think it was around 2016. And the guy was just saying, um, oh, uh, OK, so NASCAR, I believe it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. He was actually back in that movement that was going on. And so this guy calls in who's Caucasian and stated, okay, um, that's just ridiculous. Dale Earnhardt's rolling over in his grave, this and that. After which a uh, black gentleman called in and said, you know, you see there, that's the type of ignorance and stupidity is what's floating around out here because, you know, it's much more than the flag. You know, no disrespect. We, we pretty much either probably know somebody in the military or and, and we have a family member yeah. that served in the military. So there's no disrespect. But again, again, the narrative, the narrative it's that narrative of justifying racism. Yep. Yep. It changes Just conversation. Because we want to, or we because exactly. in baseball, right around uh recently, you know, the, the players came out and just kind of stood on each side for the first game and, and they had equality patches on their uniform that same crowd oh baseball bring it up where's my comfort zone sports is my comfort zone ben shapiro said exactly i i, I go to the mm -hmm. nba and major league baseball and the nfl to get away from all that stuff and yep yep exactly it wasn't about the flag all of a sudden we weren't allowed to mention the word equality um and, mm -hmm. and and sports has, you could say, for that crowd, they'd say, keep it out of my sports. But sports has been one of the uniters to bring movements forward. Muhammad Ali was not popular in his day at all, but he is now. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, the, yeah. the brothers who threw up the fist at the Olympics and were almost barred from coming right. back to the country. But sports was the vehicle yeah. there. Um, so, if and and you think about why 
it's because it's a place where the black man has a voice. And they're trying to silence mm-hmm. that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. All, all, all across the board. And LeBron had even said, you know, that's a beautiful thing about this country. You know, uh, he had made, you know, he was talking about Trump not inviting mm-hmm. the Warriors to the White House when they, when they won a couple of years ago. And he would just say, you know, it just, it, it's mind boggling to think, you know, Hey, sports is, is, is it's one of the beautiful things about sports. It brings everybody from every part of the world together for one common goal to win. And you're you look to your left, you may be playing with somebody from Puerto uh, that's Puerto Rican. You mm-hmm. may look to your right, somebody's from uh, Japan. I mean, that's and again, that's the beautiful thing about it. Right. everybody wants to win, but. It, 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 it just baffling, you know, you go to work with different people, but yet it's always, again, twisting to say, okay, well, you know, no, we can't have this, we can't have that, and it's over. It, it's time yeah, how dare, how dare uh, CK or Colin Kaepernick, my, my son's initials are CK, by the way, that's what uh, Derek Van Vos calls Cooper yeah. Kelly is, uh, little CK. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how dare him speak out against brothers and sisters getting mm-hmm. killed? You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. be quiet yeah. about that. This, this is the fucking NFL, man. And uh, mm-hmm. he successfully was silenced, kicked out of the NFL. And of course, uh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah. it's profound, and 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 we're still there. Um, this uh, let's jump to that right now in this historical moment. Uh, I just mm-hmm. find it so ironic that people had to shut up, and uh, there's so many things we yeah. couldn't talk yeah. about. And uh, right, you know, me being a part of the movement that. If you look mm-hmm. at it, the Biden nomination somewhat silenced the Black Lives Matter movement, which is the largest movement mm-hmm. in world history. Around the world, mm-hmm. people were speaking out against what's going on. But then we kind of had to quit yeah. talking about it. When he nominated Kamala Harris, I made a post mm-hmm. on Facebook that said, uh-huh. Um, I hope the Democrat ticket can find themselves against mass incarceration. I got pushed right. back, and I'm the people that these that a lot of folks look to for how do we do it. I'm a campaign strategist. I'm the brilliant mind, and and there's a strategy behind that mm-hmm. statement, but more so just my heart worried about. You know, Kamala Harris was prosecuting attorney in, in California responsible for locking up more black men than, than anybody in the world history. Um, Joe Biden was uh, the author of the crime bill. So naturally I wanted to make sure they were listening and, and let them know that, you know, uh, let's, let's, if this is the vehicle we got and there's only going to be two choices of a different old white man, um, Let's try to talk about policy. (laughs) I was bombarded with messages that I was a Trump supporter and shut up. Let's get him elected first. Then Mm -hmm. we can talk about it. And I'm not a person who got 
get mm-hmm. silenced, but I literally was pushed back. Well, if you look at my maxed out Facebook community, social media, it it's kind of a reflection, I would say, of America. Um, you know, except I probably have more black percentage friends and more Latinx friends or persons of color mm-hmm. and gay friends, you name it. Mm-hmm. It, it would be a reflection. Yeah, well, yeah. of those 50 comments pushing me back, they were all white people. All white people. Mm. I was asking. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's where it comes and, back and, to. And what brought us Joe Biden's presidency as they're counting those numbers? Detroit, Michigan. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Philadelphia, which Trump angrily said, we can't trust those people counting ballots because they're 80 black uh, exactly yeah they brought us mm-hmm. they brought us joe biden who was it that that kept that pedophile out of office in alabama black women and if you gotta ask why it's black mm-hmm. women well because the crime bill three strikes you're out there's a lot of black men in uh prison for life for a gram of marijuana, they got them three times, which if the cops are only in black neighborhoods and you're racially profiling, and after you're arrested, that's who's going to mm. be in jail. Well, I remember back then the argument, what's the problem with black people? Well, they don't have fathers in their home. Well, you know, I didn't have a father in my home as a white boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why don't they have fathers? Mm-hmm. Probably because they're sitting in prison. And then if they're out of prison, you're a felon, so you can't vote. So those voices aren't out there, but the black women made sure that Doug Jones won that seat. They came out and voted. And but 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 but, but you, you know something else that and and it's been controversially, you know, stated, um, you know, in, in the documentary series Thirteenth Amendment on Netflix. You know, they're they're saying that um, drugs were put in the mm-hmm. city. You know, and how, like you were just attesting to, well, you know, they go to jail. Well, they're a felon. They can't vote. I mean, it's almost like, well, you're almost really born with two strikes. So, you know, there's a third, you know, coming on later in life when you get older. And then, you know, people to succumb to, you know, that type, those type of substance Ryan, abuse. Ryan, I'm, I'm so glad you brought up that you know. point because it's so, I, mm-hmm. I didn't have that in my mind at this moment, but through yeah. time, that's a, a huge point in so many different ways. From the yeah. crime bill there, you know, you had, right. you're talking about bringing drugs to the community. We talk about crack, which crack is, is something that you do with cocaine. Yep. Crack was on the biggest oh, epidemic Lord. in the 80s. And yeah. Uh, yeah. cocaine, uh They did things by weight there as far as the crime. Well, what gets you over a gram or an ounce or whatever is the weight. Well, Mm -hmm. crack, uh, we won't debate what's more dangerous, crack style of cocaine or pure cocaine. (laughs) I think the pure stuff might uh, be how we get there. Regardless, it was about weight. And and if you had crack, uh, one crack rock's going to weigh more than a uh, what takes you know 20 crack rocks worth of cocaine to get there, but it's going to keep you out of that three strikes you're out, targets the black community. Um, mm-hmm. talk about the opiate revolution, 
uh, a predominantly white drug problem. Well, that, that's when the conversation started about yeah. rehabilitation as opposed to incarceration. So it dominates in all sorts of different ways. And we're mm -hmm. just talking about drugs here. You know, Joe Biden talked about yeah. uh, marijuana drug dealers getting the death penalty when he was talking about that. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I do believe yeah. he has evolved a bit, and I hope, and um, all that. But mm -hmm. we, we haven't been allowed to talk about that. Our, I heard before you and I got on the phone, I was listening to live newscasts and out in Madison, Wisconsin, they're chanting, Biden people are partying in the streets and saying this is what democracy looks like. Well, the, uh, mm -hmm. what's democracy? Democracy is a, a population of people having their voices through electing, through voting, heard. But there's a comma there, eligible voters mm -hmm. heard. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And um, I, we got a democracy there. Of, of the democracies around the world, we're the last one that doesn't have rank-filed choices. We get two. Somebody's left out, and 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 I'm kind of with the the group on the far far left that was was ignored through this. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was a mistake. It's hard to say it on the day that Biden wins. I thought it was a mistake by the Biden campaign to ignore the movement. Uh, yeah. there were motivated people, a bunch of young people, your age, a lot of people that don't vote were motivated, mm -hmm. mobilized and ready to vote. But he couldn't say black lives matter. He said it, but it was on a pre-recorded message. Um, because we, right. we can't be associated with that hate group, black lives matter. And uh, let's keep let's keep this conversation mm -hmm. white and fighting for the middle, which Donald Trump, it's still all about Donald Trump. That that's all he's ever been about. He, he you know, he was taught to be you, you either uh, a winner or a loser. And they attested that on CNN uh, about an hour ago or so. And that's all yeah. he's ever and known. So, you know, so we find yeah. ourselves in there fighting for the middle. Yeah. You're either with Donald Trump or you're not. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why we yeah. had to argue about all that middle when we could have brought millions of people to the table. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stand by my testament. Mm -hmm. I think he would have won a lot bigger by do, going that route. But that's how we got here. And I guess that's how you, they yeah. want to get out of here you, is by uh, the white vehicle that yeah. we have. But hey, history wise, we got our first woman. Um, up there, uh, Kamala Harris is there, and uh, you know, H Hillary did a yep. lot of work knocking on that glass ceiling, but uh, Biden and, and Kamala busted through, mm -hmm. so there's progress mm -hmm. that we can't ignore. I can't ignore the significance of, of the little black girls around the country that that can point towards that and say, Hey, this can happen. Um, I hope it doesn't mm -hmm. happen the way she got there. It seems like, you know, she had to kind of work for Whitey and lock up a bunch of black folks to get there. But, oh, not allowed to say that. Um, it's there. It, it, it's a big moment. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, about 
Trump to this to this day. Um, people like me, I, I cried of, of happiness, and I, I have political candidates, campaigns trying to get me to public endorse them and everything, and I never really endorsed the Biden campaign. I put it in an afterthought that right. I voted for Joe Biden um, mm -hmm. as a comment, but I wouldn't officially yeah. totally endorse that, but it's um it's 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 just really surreal that that we've gotten here I, and i made a comment today uh, after it happened hey can we start talking about policy or the systems or systems that got us here in the first place uh, a young gay brother of mine mm -hmm. immediately had the comment chill daddy oh chill daddy oh so we still can't i guess they're still that scared of trump that uh we can't talk about policy, yeah. but uh, it's time and uh, mm -hmm. it, it's time for us to have the voice. And it, it's amazing that that Trump silenced us that way. But but here we are. Wow. Here we are, man. Here we are. And, and I just, you know, I looked out, um, you know, I, I looked on my Facebook, just kind of take it through a brief timeline the last uh, two and a half, three hours ago and saw a, uh, a friend of mine that owns a uh, barbecue joint here in Little Rock, JK's Barbecue. She was on the podcast and she's the one that posted that Biden had won. I immediately went in there and turned on CNN and you could just see Philadelphia, New York City and then later Washington, D.C. they showed Everybody was out in the streets. Mm -hmm. amidst, there's a pandemic and, and a virus going on. Just but feel people, that it's bigger than all that. Um, you know, so much together. It was bigger and so much togetherness. Probably we haven't seen since Isn't Obama first got elected in 2008. And it was so yeah. beautiful to see. Well, even, it was so beautiful. Even that media that we that get. And, and, and Ryan, people. you're a part of that media. Yeah. People, and you're saying it right now. Um, yeah, it, it's been weird watching the last couple of days. The same people that were not evidently fair for, for, for a lot of Americans and say CNN and MSNBC allowed that Trump to be created. I mean, you know, Trump's reality TV show yeah. was from NBC, and they broke away every time he opened his mouth. Yeah. Whether he was calling uh, Mexicans rapists and murderers, or whether he was uh, making fun mm -hmm. of persons with disabilities, or, or whether he was doing this, he had a microphone. Mm -hmm. He was their boy. It was a story. And throughout the presidency, yeah. as dangerous yeah. of the comments that he made, he still had that noise that you and I talked about before the interview, that noise machine that kept coming out. Well, they kept playing it. Well, as the election started looking like Biden was going to win, if you noticed a couple days ago, the president came out there, and it's dangerous. The most sacred part of our democracy is the voting, is the election. When he's talking about and his lies all of a sudden, he started you know, saying whatever that observers weren't allowed in or they rigged. There's more votes than there are registered voters, yeah. just lies that are repeated. They cut him off. NPR cut him yeah. off. NBC cut him off. See it in. Fox News came yeah. back and said, these are lies. These are lies. And the comments from mm -hmm. these reporters on this is pathetic. 
pathetic. This is the most disgusting thing ever said in American history. People couldn't hold back anymore. They're right. finally the press cut off the president. The president of the United States has been cut off in the last couple mm. of days because those people too were allowing that microphone and that platform to keep being. And I'm sure um, we're still going to be hearing from Trump, but at least he won't have that microphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll have to be another one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I even said, you know, he could, I mean, and this was Tuesday night, you know, I'm thinking, okay, he possibly could be the first, you know, person to serve as, as just one term uh, since uh, Bush Sr. Yeah, and before, before Clinton, Clinton did it, I, I guess it would be F, FDR. Right, which had four terms, you know, back to back to back to back. Yeah. That's when they put the, you know, the limit. You, you, Three, you know, yeah. It was during his third, I believe, when he... And all that. And they said it was too much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It, it's it's amazing to see. Man, I kind of want you a little bit to talk about the scrutiny going on. Uh, wow. The campaign up there, well, that's, man, just, uh, it, it's all I connected mean, to what we're talking about. And, I mean, it's like, what kind of environment are we in? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to be careful here due to pending uh, litigation or whatnot yeah, or totally are, are fighting for the right yeah yeah once again not silence voices yeah springdale's the most diverse city in arkansas if you put it all together but yet mm -hmm. similar to south yeah. africa during apartheid it's it's run by a, a white ruling class and uh uh that is mm -hmm. at this point population wise a minority that's less than 50 percent white Mm -hmm. And, um, but yeah. it's still 100% white as far as public service. And I didn't know. I, yeah. I'm considered woke. This white boy over here is woke. He gets it. He knows what's going on. <laughs> but I, I literally looked at yeah. Derek and I talk often. I was like, okay, is it just me? You know, and then you're like, oh no, this is how it is to be a black man, you know. Uh not surprised he looked at me mm -hmm. mm -hmm. big and he said, No, I had no idea. Yeah. And I said, Well, good. I, I had no idea. Mm. This is this is intense. The pushback, the you got a man who has no criminal record, but he's a black guy. So if you don't have a criminal record, well, let's invent one. Let's come up with something to, you know, bring attention, negative attention, toward this young man. That's just trying to the make campaign, you know, to destroy awareness. Derek Van Vos was bigger than the campaign mm -hmm. to get him elected, or the person that he's running against. Yeah. Who they ended up throwing another person in there that I believe is all part of the whole system of protection. The protectors of white supremacy that we're trying to dismantle are mighty. And it's um mm -hmm. it's quite a force. And and yeah. when you see yeah. all the systems connected to each other, 
who do you turn to to help? Well, I'll tell you right now, it's not the Springdale Police Department. And I, I left, um, mm -hmm. I left Derek Van Vos's house, who's calling me as we speak, um, last night. Mm -hmm. But I, I waited until the two cop cars on mm -hmm. the east-west side of him and the north-south side left. And why yeah. are they at his house last night? Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, the uh, opposition were getting interactions from the police due to various harassment, due to assaults. If you have a Derek yes. Van Bose sign in your yard, uh, they're trespassing, not to mention the harassing, racist, false narratives they're putting information. We had connections, you know, Lindsey Graham out of South Carolina was almost beat by a black man. Well, the same connections of racist people trying to destroy Jamie Harrison were trying to destroy Derek Van Vos are well-funded. The opposition had Facebook posts of, you want to make 90 to $100 for a couple hours work? Sign up here. They had teenage kids out spreading this stuff. And... and it's like wow. uh, in Fayetteville now, you've got a, a black candidate who uh, helped turn the uh, nonviolent protest, which I, I emphasize nonviolent. I don't buy the word peaceful with protest. I think that's an oxymoron. And I take those cues from black women, mm -hmm. Corey Bush, um, who would be a part of the Justice Democrats. Um, Straight from the movement, she, uh, mm -hmm. I, I've marched with her. I've, I've seen her beaten by police. Um, you know, uh, wow. she said, you know, maybe the word peaceful for a parade or uh, a bar mitzvah or something, but you can't say it's the word protest. And the reason we're protesting certainly wasn't peaceful. There's nothing peaceful about putting 10 bullets in somebody's back. Um, uh, right. Yeah, it's um, it's it's pretty crazy. So in Fayetteville, mm. uh, a candidate endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Police, who's got a cops for this person mm -hmm. deal, is moving forward. And recently, you know, made a a post on social media about um, their threats to persons of color's well being up here in Northwest Arkansas. Please don't hesitate to notify the police department, yada, yada, the FPD and the UAPD, you know, because we have to report this. Well, not all of us feel safe calling the police. So at that same time, as the police are surrounding us at Derek Van Bosa's house, well, who do you call if you're with the Springdale Police Department? And there's a lot of persons of color up there. Mm -hmm. you know, um and and and, yeah, and yeah. I don't want to give Fayetteville Police Department any more love than they right. probably don't deserve than they're already getting. Um, but um, it, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Sometimes you just run out of options, and it's I don't throw up the white flag, but sometimes the system the system is hard, and they'll push you out. Um, I've been called a. Yeah. Uh, a drug distributor of 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 children, you know. Ooh, poor me, poor me. 
Mm. Well, you know, meanwhile, Mr. Van Vosta is a violent man towards women, towards persons with disabilities. Mm. I, I, I can't even say on a, mm -hmm. uh, a public microphone the things they accused him of. Oh, oh, and I've seen the post on Facebook. You can just imagine, paint a picture of, you know, people listening or that's going to listen to this podcast, you know. Fear's a black man. And, Fear. You know, I wanted to bring up too, you know. Yeah, and I and, and I even just want to say also, I saw the post, you know, his son getting asked at school all these things. It's people spreading false lives, you know. It's just, wow, you're attacking this man and his My son like, and, just, and, and there's no and room DVV, there's no Derek room. Van Vos's son, uh, are have become great friends. You know, the play dates uh, worked out well there. And um, the conversations yeah. that we had to have are conversations you shouldn't be having with an eight-year-old or a 14-year-old for that matter. Um, oh, yeah. But we had to right. have them right. because they were out there. You know, why is my dad being called them. this? Yeah. While my son's asking some of the same questions, but you know, uh, if you if, if you don't want to take criticism, and and you can't handle criticism, a good way is to to not say anything and to not do anything. Well, I'm I'm proud to have some of that criticism, but I'm not black, and uh, it's it's probably a little much. And I remember mm -hmm. Derek waking up just so upset because people were tearing up his signs because they didn't want to be targets of what was going on. And I was like, man, you got to get over it. You got to get over yeah. it. We, uh, we got to move forward. We got to stay positive. Mm. What fucking right did I have to tell that black That's man right. that? Right. You know, I, I don't have my signs being ripped up. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to spend thousands of dollars on these signs that are being ripped up. My name being ripped up. I, it, it it wasn't fair, but he he was a better man. It did stay positive, and it's um, it's it's a sad day, but at least those protectors of white supremacy are identified. So if if the police department's run by the mayor, you go to the mayor. Oh, we might. Oh, they're all a part of it. You know, it's a. Uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's real hard. It, it, it is, man. I, I kind of want to, this last segment here, just a few more minutes, kind of wind it down. Um, and, and I was just kind of listening to, you know, what they were saying on the news. You know, uh, there, there's always work oh, to be done. Yeah. There's a lot more work to be done in the future with so much the systemic racism. Uh, you, you know, we got health. There's so many options. Um, and I feel believe it's to start in the community. Um, I, I mean, where do you where do you see us in the future, twenty twenty one? Yeah, and well, you got, on top of that, a big virus. <laughs> everything uh, you just said, Ryan. Yes, it's 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 across the board. You know, it's it's the videos we see yeah. that identify the police as a problem, and 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 it's clear. All you gotta do is watch the video to yeah. find that out. But it is across the board. From the healthcare disparities, looking at the virus there, well, 80% of those deaths are in persons of color. So it, it exposes the system there. What about mm -hmm. our whitewashed mm -hmm. education system? Yeah. I mean, 
Is today the day? Let's hit back yeah. in the streets. There's a lot of shit to be pissed off about. And hopefully we can talk about it, but this virus is huge. Yeah. There's there's so many things that people can use mm -hmm. as a reason to silence what matters. And and it's all it's all pretty effed up and we need to moving forward. Um, I think one of the positives will be bringing bringing us together and doing all this. But I think that's a little mm -hmm. shallow too, in a sense of well, that's that's pretty yeah. neat that you can just look the other way and forgive these brothers and we're all one country here. Well, it, it's not one for for those that it, it, it's just not fair. And um, I hope we can be talking about those things. And, and I think there's there's some open doors, but we've all got to speak out. Anything that's censoring us is bad. Anything that's that's making us be silenced is bad. And, yeah. and we got to recognize those systems that brought us Donald Trump. And we're right back there again. Um, but we've got to start looking at, mm -hmm. at everyone's voice counting and mattering. And um, and those uh, those on the other side, the second most votes in the history of the United States was Donald Trump. It would have been the most votes ever. Over 70 million yeah. people voted for that man. And uh, they're they're still there, right? Um, Biden got more votes than anybody in history <laughs> as a as a mandate he's president. We got to be careful not to upset those white people. You know, we yeah, they're there. So yeah, I, I think with it, it's important mm -hmm. to take the lead, to lift and elevate those voices of persons of color. And, you know, I was talking earlier when we kept getting disconnected about the Ahmaud Arbery deal. Well, a lot of people tried to, to give me credit for letting right. the nation know about it. Well, I, I think when it comes down to it, I'll let white America know about it. And when you pissed off white America that says this isn't right, that's how things started <laughs> to change. And I, I ran from that identity because it wasn't fair mm -hmm. that a white boy says something and things start to change. But when I started hearing from his family and his friends in Brunswick, mm -hmm. Georgia, thanking me, I kind of had to accept it that we live in a system where nothing's going to change until the white man says something. And, uh, that's not right, but here we are. Yeah. And uh, black people had to get Biden elected, mm -hmm. but uh, we've got our white microphone now. Uh we got to push it back and, and, and make sure that he's uh, yeah. doing it. I, there's no, no more silencing. Let, let's be able to talk now. You know, um, I hope, I hope we can do that. Um, I hope we're allowed to talk, Ryan. And, and, and that's the deal. Oh, you can't talk about that. Mm -hmm. uh, well, well, we've got to. Because the police department's a part of a criminal injustice system. And I, I, I emphasize injustice because from prosecuting attorneys to just to juries to who gets charges and who doesn't. And, you know, um, it's all one big system of racism, protecting white supremacy. And um, mm -hmm. 
We've got to be able mm -hmm. to dismantle all of it. Um, city budgets of police that this year have used weapons on this white man, everybody. Hey, white people, get pissed off. They use weapons on me that are war crimes. Tear gas is the reason we went to Iraq because mm. he had those weapons. Well, I've been tear gassed this yeah. year for saying Black Lives Matter. And it was all about Trump. Those Trump people were right behind the police, protecting the police when they said uh, this is a, an illegal uh, civil disobedience crowd. You must disperse now and started shooting rubber bullets at people. I helped him put a, a young lady's eyeball back in her face when, when we were getting hit. And and it was Trump Trump oh, people wow. silencing us. And uh it's, it's crazy times. And yeah. uh yeah. like I said, you know, we, we all had to get quiet so we could get that man out of there. And that's not right, but here we are. Yeah, it yeah. Here we are, man. And just to end, uh, you know, open dialogue, like you were saying, is what's needed. Uh, we, we got our two people in the office. Uh, so, man, hopefully uh, we progress forward and hope for the best for the future. Uh, I just want to thank you for being on and, man, bringing this awareness all over. Because, uh, like I said, um, you are, are really side by side running with us. We don't feel like we're running alone. Well, so I appreciate people I like appreciate with us in the your race. basis when I asked you about what was up with the messages you were up for. You were about community. And um, we need to talk about what brings yeah. us together. Yeah. And uh, Derek and I try to use the hashtag mm -hmm. stronger together because we are. Um, we have we have heard those voices yeah um and you know i think you can't know how we become smartest by traveling by seeing and why we have to travel to see how other people do it it's how we're segregated but we yep. learn more when we see how they do it. when we have the shared yep. personal experience about what it means and and we need to seek understanding things mm -hmm. that I can't relate to being a black body. I have to admit my racism. I have to admit that I yeah. did something racist three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Well, I use the excuse of I didn't know it was racist, but when a black person mm -hmm. says, you know, that, that was a little offensive, you're like, oh, well, there's me growing. I, I, I learned and, yeah. and, and I get it now, but, you know, I, I have to accept that um, I'll, I'll probably die a racist, but that don't freak out, white people. But, yep, we're racist by um, definition, but I'll be less racist because I'm going to keep learning. But I look back at things I've done, and and and, and we're, we're all products of this of this white mm -hmm. place. And, and, and you as a black man know more than I do that uh, it's, we've just got mm -hmm. to be open to sharing and learning from each other. Yeah. There we go, man. And appreciate you, man. Uh, keep doing everything exponentially as, as, as you're doing, man. We appreciate everything you're doing. And, uh, man, you Let's have a do it. Let's do it. Enjoy and it. we are stronger together. Enjoy this, man. And uh, you keep doing what you're doing, Ryan. And uh, reach out to people that uh, 
you might not understand or they might not understand you. And let's all learn from each other and see how we do it. That's what we do. That's what we do, man. You enjoy. Peace, your my brother. Man. Appreciate it. And we'll be in touch.